welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow. This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of, we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors who are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. Welcome to the Boardroom Banter Podcast. It's an honor and privilege to have you guys here listening in. Today is Friday, so that means that this is our Founders Friday episode. And today we're having a little twist. You guys know our latest segment, which is called Founder in Studio. We've been talking to peers who are out doing awesome things. We're all in the process and you know, at different stages of chasing our dreams out here. And, you know, this is just an opportunity to talk to guys who are in that space along that journey, different stages, um, different industries, different ambitions, different goals, different struggles, different challenges, you guys name it. We we have those conversations in here. I am joined in the boardroom by none other than Mr. Yuri Koret our local Dutchman. We've also got Boniface Omina, myself, Sean Karanja, and today's founder in studio, we've got Kushbu Kotak. Welcome, Kushbu. How's everything going? Welcome welcome to the boardroom. You're dressed. Wow. Let, me, let, me, let's, let me just say you're dressed for the occasion. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you have look- to, you need to dress yourself how you want people. That English has not made sense. And that <laughs> is one thing about me. I'm Kenyan. My English sometimes will not add up. But yeah, you must dress in the way you want people to look at you. We right, totally sure. understand. We totally understand. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You look like we, we just got you out of an actual boardroom so no, i love it One i was day. just telling i was just telling boniface and guys earlier just before you joined that i really need to find an like just i need to buy a bunch of really nice suits and um yeah so i i think if anyone is listening by the guys if you've got like a suits business type of thing you know really nice formal wear that you put together hit us up guys we we call ourselves boardroom banter but most of the times we are dressed for the banter and i think i need a bit more boardroom clothing but anyway quick hellos boniface how's everything going everything is good sean it's been a long long week here on the podcast um shout out to every single person who has been sharing us with so much support this week we had um the cnbc interview that we had put up of myself and a fantastic fantastic support of the podcast known as sarah runji from rwanda shout out sarah uh, she shout out sarah right she works with cnbc at the moment but way back in 2020 
when I f- first learned about podcasts, she's the one who she's the one who hosted me on her podcast for the first time. And I met her through something, some projects that Sean was working on at the time. And it was just a fantastic summary of just how our relationship has been over the past couple of years, as well as also our 100th episode dropping this past week. That was fantabulous. And yeah, it's just been a very, very grateful. There's been a very grateful energy in the boardroom this week. Yeah, so I'm feeling really nice. Yuri, how's everything going? Everything is fantabulous also. <laughs> My end. Yes. Podcasters have to stop <laughs> making up English words. <laughs> no, no, no. You say that because it's flying from Nairobi tomorrow. Yeah. You can always uh, tell the energy in the boardroom when guys are flying home. Yeah, I'm 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 That's really true. excited to to be joining you guys in Nairobi uh, tomorrow. It's been quite lonely here in Mauritius, to be honest. I've just been in my room watching all kinds of series and rolling over in my bed just thinking of you know when am i leaving um but yeah <laughs> it's been an interesting week for the podcast um we've been hitting you know very interesting uh milestones as a team and you know i just want to share with everyone that uh, we appreciate you all for all the support that you've given us to to the point that we've we've reached as as a podcast, it means a lot to us, and uh, you know, look forward for more consistency from us, for more interesting and insightful conversations from very incredible people that we bring from all over the world. Thank you. For sure. And speaking of incredible people we bring from all over the world, Kushbu, how are you doing? Tell us a bit more about yourself. You know, quick overview. Who are you? What makes you tick? What are you up to? And then we'll get into our next segment. Um, okay, so I am a fourth generation Kenyan. I think that is something that I take a lot of pride in. Um, obviously, I'm of Indian descent, but all of my formative experiences have been in Kenya, from Kenya, and I absolutely love it. Um. I'm a very kind person. I'm a free bird. Nothing phases me in life, like, at all. You can tell me the craziest thing, like, the craziest, craziest thing, and I'll just be like, That's, it's life, you know? So nothing really phases me. I, I'm not somebody who likes to judge people because if I don't want you to judge me, who am I to judge you? So those are just a few of the principles that I try to lead my life with. Um, I try to be funny, but I don't know if I really have a sense of humor. But yeah, I love making people laugh. And you're laughing. So I think I did something there. Um, you did something that. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I love the beach. Wow, the ocean. What makes me tick is I don't, I like people to be their realest them. Like, if you don't like something I'm doing, just say it, you know? Like, this world is too short. And yeah, I like people to be themselves, but I don't think that's really possible in this world. 
everybody's going through their own thing everybody comes from something everybody is going through something but yeah i really appreciate honesty so if people are not honest with me that includes my friends or just generally the people i surround myself with that makes me take a lot because does that mean i'm not giving you the space to be honest with me what is it you know yeah but that's a little bit about me i'm an only child but i'm not spoiled i was beaten <laughs> i was beaten so much as in with a belt and if you cry my mom had <laughs> more spankings beatings and if you say sorry why are you saying sorry why where are those crocodile tears coming from wow i was really beaten so i'm not spoiled you know i don't know if if you guys were like growing up we were just told i'm going to show you one eye and when you see the eye you need to stop as in drop whatever you're doing because you're going to be beaten i still i still go through that till today my mom will just look at me with one eye that's when i know i've messed up yeah sounds familiar definitely sounds familiar now quick quick check-ins you mentioned that you know open spaces where people can just yeah let others in on what's going on how you're doing is super important and you know we we will later on get into some of the work that you've been doing around mental wellness um with with your enterprise salama minds and you know just digging into where where does that concern for young people's mental well-being come from but before we get into that we usually do a little check-in segment here called the pen check so pen stands for physical emotional and needs so p e n and basically just you know doing a round table and saying hey how's everyone doing physically emotionally and do you have any needs so you can kick us off with with the pen check so so how you're doing physically how you're doing emotionally and whether you have any needs needs could be anything really a need is a need so that's up to you to decide so how are you doing physically i'm eating a lot like i'm eating a lot of food so physically i'm nourished mentally i'm not too sure actually my therapist sent me a message the other day and she was like hi kushbu how are you faring and i said i actually don't know i am trying to look for a second job because it's the summer so in canada the school year is from september to april and then from may to september you can either choose to do summer school or you know do your own thing and i'm not doesn't look like i'm going to come back to kenya until december i hope i might be going to the uk next month just for holiday but i don't know how i'm doing mentally the weather is not doing it for me and i feel like the weather really affects me um but honestly i actually don't know how i'm doing mentally um needs i need to come back home i really just need like familiarity 
I just want to be on a boda, even though my mom hates it. But I just need to be on a boda, like, I just close my eyes, I feel the fresh breeze. I need to eat a smoky, bro. Like, please. That is a very serious one. Like, I just... Serious. Very serious. I really need one. I, I want to go, you know, to the club, hit it up on the dance floor, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I need to see my friends. I need to see my family. Those are all my needs. There's, yeah, just going home. Thank yeah, you for yeah, asking. You yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, wow. That that was a very, very honest and authentic answer, uh, I would say, because I'm also craving for the same things. Um, it's been a while since I've been on a border. Trust me, you, every single time. When I'm in Nairobi, my means of transport has always been a border. I'll be on. I'll be putting on a full-on suit. I'll be on a border border, going to different kinds of meetings in Nairobi, just because of the crazy traffic jams that I cannot stand. But um, yeah, it's 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 good to hear these things because um, I've also been dreaming about them for quite some time, to be honest. Um, and I and I think Omina knows that it's also going down this weekend. So I'm coming in to really unleash the party animal in me um, and, <laughs> and really enjoy and really enjoy what I've been missing for such a long time. But um, as I reflect and, and think about how the past week has been, I did mention that I've been quite lousy. Um, physically, I've been really staying in bed, you know, just resting, binging on series, watching a couple of stuff and sleeping. Um, I think I've just been taking in a really good rest after, you know, the, the crazy semester that we've been through here at the ALU. Um, emotionally, I'm pretty anxious because I, I live a very structured life. And now that I am going to Nairobi, it seems that I don't really have a plan. And um, uh, I'm trying to remind myself that last summer, I, I didn't necessarily have a plan, but things worked out well. So I'm 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 sort of trying not to kill myself for it, and I'm uh, I'm keeping an open mind to see what will come out of it. But I'm also feeling quite enlightened. Uh, we had very interesting recordings this week with very interesting guests, and um, they really challenged me to to read, to step out of my comfort zone, and to really go and look for more knowledge and really immerse myself in very interesting topics that. We hear, but we don't really pay attention to, such as, you know, Pan-Africanism, you know, the, the the leaders of the past, what are some of the things that people like Thomas Amkara were, were standing for? And, you know, I, I come from an institution where we hear these buzzwords, but I, I don't really know much about them. So I'm sort of feeling quite challenged, yet enlightened to sort of look for information and just learn about them. My needs are, guys, we've been, we've just hit our 100 episode, um, which means a lot to us because we've come from quite far. We started this with pretty much no plan to get to 100. We just wanted to see if it's going to work. And we've been doing this for some time now, and we've got to 100, and we are very, very grateful for it. Um, one of the things that you can do to support us if you're listening to this episode is to share 
um, this episode that we're doing with your friends. And also just to follow us on different platforms such as uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. It really helps us to be discovered by many more people such that we can also grow this community. But uh, yeah, Sean, this this has been my pen check. Awesome. Boniface, how are you doing, bro? Our culture custodian. I think he's really going to take that. We used, <laughs> we used that tagline in, in a previous recording and I, I saw his face light up. So I'm going to check his Twitter bio shortly to see if like, he's updated it. I'm going to update it real quick. <laughs> one second. One second. My saliva wasn't delivering. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Bonnie, don't edit that. <laughs> no, you did not just. I have full autonomy. No, like you, you, I'm trying to. You know, Bonnie never edits out. I'm, our... I'm parched. I'm parched. We, we be messing up and saying Bonnie edits. He keeps them on. The Let me sip my tea, guys. Let me sip my tea first. But yeah, I'm doing well. Relatively. Um, I say that because I've had a particularly exhausting day today. We had a recording before we hopped into this, and the guys noticed how quiet I was. And hey, they're about to send some recovery funds, you know, some money for KFC. I don't know why they changed their mind. You know, send me some some flowers, guys. Uh... Like, I need me some flowers. That's my need, guys. I need some flowers. Um, right. Physically. From, from who? Though so is it just like flowers from anyone? Or... See from you guys. One, two, three. Oh, am I am I am I included? Yes. This is okay. a very inclusive space. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you flowers. Oh. I'm not kidding. I can. There we All go. All of you, matter of fact. See, there we go. Now, this is the best founders in studio we've had thus far. Women, are no, you I'm, listening? I'm, I'm being so serious. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Just tell me what you guys want to eat together and ring-a-ding-a-ding. You'll see Empesa. Don't worry about it. There we go. That's the plan for this weekend, guys. Um, this, this is why we yeah, like podcast guests. Mm-hmm. Um, physically, podcast. I'm feeling quite healthy. I played basketball this past weekend. Um, I haven't played since... I was in California. That was last year, August. So going back to Mauritius, I've been playing football, football. If you guys have been following the podcast, I got an injury. In fact, my clavicle. But ever since I got back home, get this. My clavicle shoulder thing hasn't been paining, right? I've been eating some nice ugali, some nice proper vegetables, some nice meat, some nice fish. Right. And I feel fully recovered. I played a good basketball game. I'm very unfit. That's the only thing. Back to what we spoke about on last last week's Founders Friday, Sean, about like consistency and gymming and working out. So I need to build back my fitness and I'll start getting into it with basketball and then eventually go back to football. But yeah, I think the only thing this week is like work fatigue. That's the only thing that physically... I'm just um, facing as a challenge. And I think a good night's sleep will, will just help, help, help me figure that out. Emotionally, it's been a very overwhelming week, right? Um, our messages have been blowing up on the podcast. Um, people have been calling us, congratulating. I think it's, it's been reflective, but it's been overwhelming. 
but it's good overwhelming isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's like positive overwhelm overwhelmment is that a word when my English is failing me. I mean, you're a podcaster, so you create. I'm a podcaster. Brain. We just invented that <laughs> right now. But yeah, that's 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 the emotional mm. needs. I need to I need to find a way of regulating my schedule as as the month goes on because I think dissertation work begins very soon once we get off our supervisors from the school. And that'd be like a whole other academic um, world that I'm going to need to juggle. So I think I think this will be the test, the test I've been waiting for. How successfully can I execute my academics in this culture-filled and party-ridden, beautiful city that I call home? Right. So so that's something I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, events are coming back up. I think next weekend is the first event I'll be I'll be helping manage. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of expectations, a lot of work that's lined up this month. I'm just looking for you know, ways in which I can regulate that. But I think I think I have really good support system. I think I think they're really cool. Um, yeah, having you back will be a treat. You know, I can get into some clubs that I haven't been able to get into before. <laughs> Kidding, but yeah, that's my bench, guys. Sean, how you feeling? I saw awesome. we saw you at your Kibandaski. And we also saw you with your eggs. And there have been people uh, who have been complaining about eggs. Please thing. fill me in. I don't want to be left out. Yes. I want to know what you're Sean, talking you need about. To fill, you need to fill our guest in. Please confess yes, what so. you've been up to your whole life with these eggs. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a ridiculously deep, deep love for eggs. Fry them, scramble them, you know, boil them any anyway. I really enjoy eggs. I I just I just had a bunch of them before this this recording. Yeah, so physically, physically, I mean, I've been really trying to stay active and and in the gym as usual. Um and so um, I've I've kind of fallen back to like one one to two sessions a week at the gym, which is like abysmal. But I think last week I got derailed because I I didn't eat well or drink water before I had like the worst session in the world. Um, my gym trainer was just like I think he was angry that day. Like he just took it all out on me, and this. Like for the next two days, I just wasn't able to do anything, you know. Um, I had headaches the, the, like the previous day, like the day afterwards. Man, it was really bad. Um, so that was like a whole week of productivity and gym stuff gone. So at least this week, I've been very conscious about nutrition, just making sure that, you know, I'm not I'm not slacking or, or, or leaving myself vulnerable, sleeping. So, I mean, body-wise, I'm, I'm feeling great. Um, emotionally, emotionally, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I had, I had a counseling session today, which, which was the first of, of many to come. You know, counseling is something that you don't think you need. Uh, but, but, but the lady. You're making running, me happy. <laughs> making me so happy. Yeah. yeah so. 
so I had I, I had a, a great session and you know I left feeling really really good you know sometimes you think that you're a hundred percent or yeah you just think you're a hundred percent but you know we can never really lie to ourselves beyond a certain point and you know I feel like I'm I'm in a really pivotal point where there's lots of decisions I'm having to make uh, which feel make or break you know different paths that, that I could go down options I need to choose from um, dreams that I have that you know sometimes you doubt or um, are hesitant to 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 go go through with so I mean you know it, it really it, it really helped and you know it's something that I'm going to be consistent with so um yeah I'm I'm really excited about that needs do I have any needs really man okay my my airpods have been they've been they've served me for like three good long years like three and a half and they've done like the best job they could have possibly done but you know I think time has come to like lay them to rest um one of them like just like the mic isn't working the way it used to like audio I've noticed if I like noise cancellation doesn't like really work the way you know like it's it's just showing signs of aging um and and then recently like the the rubber thing um for like the earpiece the rubber thing like core so it's no longer holding a vacuum you know that like nice vacuum like when you put it in yeah it's not doing that anymore so like the whole vibe is off um they feel like ten dollar earphones or so you know like it's it's not vibe it's, the vibe isn't vibing like it needs to so a need right now is a new set of earphones um yeah but hey all in all all is well super excited about the podcast crossing the 100 episode mark a lot of people in my life actually listen to this episode, um, podcast but they don't tell me um they don't share it they don't you know they're just like silent fans i'm like I'm, i need to start challenging everyone who listens to this thing to like share it on their stories um you know just put our name out there and just like be our our, our biggest fans so i know some of you guys who are listening are our biggest fans but like you're in the closet i need you to come out of the boardroom closet and like really make noise for us out there in the real world um yeah because i keep bumping into people and like oh um congrats on episode 100 or oh i was listening to this and this one with this and i'm like boy you're telling me you 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 yeah so a lot of you listeners yeah Sean, I bumped into someone as well at, at the Kanga event this past weekend, the launch oh, yeah. for the new yeah. magazine. He's from Elu Rwanda, like a big, a big, big fan. I forgot his name, but shout yeah. out to him. Like if he's listening to this shout right now, like shout out, I remember you. Shout out, shout out to you. That's so awesome. So anyways, we've got a really interesting guest here. You know, sometimes we're starting to, we're, we're trying to adjust to this thing of like founders friday and it's not just the three of us so um Fishbu, you said you know when i had mentioned counseling etc that's something that you know really piqued your interest walk us through what 
what that's all about. Why why is mental wellness uh, a big deal for you? I know that you've been you've been working in that space, trying to trying to build things, trying to execute on this and that. Give us a bit of context into um, what what your aim is there and what your passion is all about, and maybe what what we need to know about that space and why you're so passionate about it. Wow, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. But number one, I was really happy to hear that you went for counselling because it's something that I and my organisation, Salama Minds, is trying to do, especially for the youth. Where do I begin? I was 15 when I asked to go for therapy. And I remember I was at my mom's sister's house and I was crying. I was just bawling my eyes out. And I said, what? I need to call my mom and I need somebody to talk to. Bearing in mind, I'm the only child. And my mother and I usually don't see eye to eye most of the time. Um, And so I called her and I said, mom, like, I need to go for therapy, like I need to see somebody. And shock on me, she was all right with it. So I went, I had my session. And I think I would not be here or doing these things hadn't I not had these experiences in my life. Or if my mom had not taken me to therapy, I wouldn't really be here advocating for mental health. And I think what we forget as human beings, all of us, is we've put this label al- around, hey, around. We are not editing that out, Kushbu. You have just mm. been inducted yeah. into <laughs> Welcome our, to audio, our audio <laughs> book, our audio book of... Don't mind them. You'll get used to it. Just continue. Don't mind them. <laughs> um, yeah. So around... I've even forgotten. Bonnie, you have made me lose my train of thought. What have I done? Not okay. Me, I'm not just okay. chilling. We're not giving you your flowers, okay? <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, um, I wouldn't be here today advocating for mental health hadn't had it not been for my experiences with mental health. And as I was saying, people forget or this label around mental health. Mental health is like physical health. It's like physical well-being. And I think that is what we have forgotten. Your brain is the thing that will unleash, like it's the most important part of your body. And if it's not 100%, you're not going to be at 100%, whether your physical health is wherever it is doing 100%, without your brain, you're not going to be doing what you want to do. Your brain unleashes all your power. And that is what I really try to get people to know is mental health is very similar similar to physical health. You need to nourish it for you to go and do whatever you want to do out there instead of succumbing to all these pressures around people. So, yeah. 
So how did how did you come up with the whole Salama Minds concept? Was that something you did while you were at school, um, holidays in between? Like, give give us a bit of a, a an idea into how that came about. So for most of my life, I lived with my mother, and my dad was traveling a lot. But whenever I would be spending time with him, he would always like he really wanted me to do social work but he wanted me to do it his way so he would give me an idea of oh let's go and build a library and I was like but that is not what I want to do so I think he was the biggest motivator into like me thinking about what I'm really passionate about and what I really want to do and so I went to a girl's school I went to Loreto Convent in Songari from grade 8 to 11 my mom put me there so that I can get some manners. <laughs> yeah. Because she did. Sounds she like thought a I, setup. <laughs> she thought I did not have, like, I needed to go and be disciplined. Like, anyways. And then I went to the Aga Khan Academy, Mombasa. Um, and I think it all started when between my transition from Loreto to Aga Khan, because those are two very different type of schools, right? And in Aga Khan, like, you're taught to just go out there and whatever. So I was just sitting during COVID one day, and I had an epiphany. And I was like, I find it a bit too cliche for people to just keep posting about, like, different disorders and symptoms. For me, that really wasn't helping people when it comes to mental health. Like on Instagram, guys will post, yeah, have a good day, da-da-da. And so I wanted to really do something different. And so one day, I don't know what happened, my brain decided to think. And I was like, why not pay for youth therapy in Kenya? Let's start there. And then I made a video which I posted on my Instagram and it got 10,000 views. And we started getting like youth between the ages of 11 to 22, because that is the age uh, bracket for Salama Mine. And we were getting so much like outreach and that's just how it started. Nothing was really planned. I just went in head first. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. But one lesson I have learned in life is sometimes the best things happen in waiting. And if something comes and it clicks and you really, really want to pursue it, do it. The world is at our disposal. And I think I think um, a lot of the African, um, Asian, youth communities we fail to understand that we fail to understand that the world is at our disposal and wow I work with um our social media team is from East Africa and they're so talented and I was just talking to my friend yesterday and I was like Kenyans are so talented and I just feel like it's time somebody reminds people and I really want to be that person 
That's such an awesome origin story, um, Gushbu. And thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I think like the first thing I picked up on that you said was how your mother was very open to the idea of you going to therapy. And I think the fact that it was that it was that easy to get from you you realizing you needed to go through this process and getting people to support you through this. I think that's a fantastic thing that not 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 so many people are rather not so many people in the context that you've spoken about, right? Um, I can speak for like an African context when it comes to some of the conversations that we have in the household about mental health. I know I only mentioned it once when I was in high school. And like my my dad didn't really like understand what that was. But I could sense that he wanted to support me. He just didn't know how to. And granted, I had other support systems like to fall back on and everything. But it's very interesting to to think about like how one, it differs in terms of cultural context, but then it also differs in terms of generational context, right? Um, I don't think my parents necessarily had conversations about mental health, particularly, but I think it was it was slipped under aspects of, oh, when you're feeling some type of way, pray about it, right? When you're feeling some type of way, seek guidance from the church, um, at least, at least in in the household I was raised in, there was the the religious lens to it, right? Where, so I was born and raised Catholic, right? So there was a lot of dependence on the support systems from the church and the spiritual support systems. I don't necessarily think that either of them catered to the support system the mental wellness support systems which which you are which features the work that you're currently doing i think those are some of the the differences and similarities that i can see i'd be very curious to to hear about your experience with that because that's a piece of information that you gave us before like in the lead up to this conversation where you mentioned you know people believe in god and god is someone that they can't see right but when it comes to like mental health about, symptoms, yeah. yeah, you get like as a, a very good example, right? When it comes to mental health systems, which you can see, like this person is not okay, this person is going through this. They're told, you know, go to the church or pray about it or whatnot. Um to what extent do you feel like these differences in how communities approach the conversation of mental wellness? trickles down to like affecting the ability of people to get help right and just shed a bit of light on the the religious perspective perhaps the, the generational perspective that you probably interacted with what are some of the things that are going on right now that people don't really see but you interact with every single day i think um you said it but i'm gonna reiterate it's especially in the African and the Asian context. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, why am I shouting like this? You're good, go ahead. Uh, yeah, especially in the African and Indian or Asian context. Um, religion plays a very big role because as I mentioned, um, when I was writing the application for the boardroom banter, 
our parents, our parents' parents, they believe in God heavily. And not to offend anyone, I believe in God as well. But that's not a spirit or something that we can see. But when it comes to mental health symptoms, suddenly we want to turn a blind side, a blind eye to it. Like, it's not making sense. And an example that I feel like we would relate on is tough love is such a big thing right now between Gen Zs and our par- and like our parents. Growing up, our parents were taught that suffering is the way to go. There is art in suffering. You must suffer to get something, to get a good thing. But I don't think that is how life is supposed to be, you know? And they try to inflict that upon us, the tough love on some, I'm going to criticize my child to make them do better. And they don't understand that it's the opposite of what they're like, what they're trying to achieve is not what's happening. I grew up as in until about two, three days ago, my mother had never told me she is part of me. And I was shocked. It's always, you're never working um, based on my desire. Um, and 90% is not good enough. You're dressing this way. It's not going to look good. What are other people going to say? And, you know, especially with our parents, they're trying to make us into these people. They're trying to live through us. Because if you go to see when growing up, my mom took me for swimming classes. And that's because she wanted to do swimming. And they'll make us go through these experiences because they probably didn't have a chance to. And so they're trying to live through us. And it's, it's a lot, especially when it comes to like religion and mental health, especially in the African and Indian communities, how... Like, you would be thinking, what is a 15-year-old going through that she needs to go through therapy? And I always say, you can be having a really bad day and you just want to go and sit and speak to somebody. Even pets, like the dogs that we have or cats, they also feel sad. Like, they also have feelings, you know? So why are we as Um, human beings especially the youth from the African and Indian communities not allowed to say how they feel or you get me like I'm trying to yeah and just that's what our parents have known our parents have known tough love and that's what they know to show to us and it's difficult but we're gonna get there yeah um i hope i'm not i hope i'm not derailing from the questions no no you're not not at all no no you're not um but as you speak i have been really reflecting and trying to place myself um in different you know scenarios where you know certain things have come up that you've mentioned and and for me it's it's quite interesting because I I come from a family where my dad is Dutch and my mom is Kenyan, 
So I, I get to see, you know, two sides of the world uh, while I grow up. And I remember that, you know, in, in my childhood, um, when I was around my dad, I was more vocal about how I feel and how, you know, I was allowed to be more vulnerable with him, which is quite interesting because with fathers, that's something that we don't get that luxury of. But with, with my mom, it was a bit tough because I it took a lot of time for me to be able to break down and get to the point um, of what I am dealing with because of you know certain conscious and unconscious barriers that were have been created within within the environment. But also secondly, I went into boarding school very early. And, you know, through my years, I never had someone as a soundboard to share how I was dealing with different kinds of things. And that in itself, you know, sort of um, crushed me at a very young age because I would always keep it to myself. And it would be difficult because I'm coming home, let's say, once in every three months or, you know, once in, in a very long time. And you don't want to get home and immediately you're, you know, you're, you're venting about certain things. You want to meet someone at a point of joy and you want to express, you know, happiness and everything. But when I stepped out of high school, I remember I was, you know, riding with one of my mentors and he was, you know, very vocal about talking about emotional intelligence, training people on, you know, the art of mastering your self-awareness. And these were now very interesting new buzzwords that I was hearing that forced me to think about it and ask myself, am I really emotionally intelligent? Am I self-aware about myself? Am I in a space where I can clearly articulate honestly for myself how I'm doing and even with someone around me? And I think that's where my journey started with pursuing you know, uh, a better mental well-being for myself. and. It's it's been beautiful. I think I started therapy in at the at the very start of my college journey, and you know I think Boniface can be uh, a witness here when I mentioned to you know to him and many other people that I was going into therapy as a proactive measure, but not as a reactive measure. I didn't want to go in there when things are blowing up. I wanted to go there when I'm bubbly and happy uh, and get a chance to have someone to ask me very interesting questions that would allow me to better build on my self-awareness. Because for us young people who've you know, been in situations that I've been in, you've been through a boarding school, you've not had that opportunity to really express um, you know, your, the inner side of you because we are all moving through a very interesting train that everyone is trying to gun for certain academic pursuits. You're, there's pressure from home for you to perform. When you go back home, you don't spend enough time with your parents to be able to you know, really express how, you, how, you, how you're feeling and what has been happening in your life for the past three months or four months. And you, know, you jar that for a very long time to the point where now when you step into the real world, you barely know where to start from. And I, I think anyone who's listening to this and might, you know, sort of relate with my story and, you know, where I'm coming from, 
I think what you are trying to achieve, Kushbu, and you know, there's so many other people that are working in this mental wealth space, um, are are actually solving something very important, and it should be taken with a lot of consideration and seriousness, because a lot of us out here, you you know, we try to put our best foot forward, and we use a lot of you know what we're working on, what we're achieving. Um, which schools are we in? Uh, which countries are we currently living in? As as a mirror of you know happiness and success, but we we don't necessarily talk about how we are doing as individuals, uh, even with our friends. So yeah, I think what you're doing is 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 quite 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 noble, and and I was very happy when I was listening about uh, when when you're talking about how you started it, like you just decided one day I'm gonna do this video. Um, a lot of people that I talk to that are, you know, interested in going down the same road that you, you, you've been, you've been um, treading on for some time now. I've just been talking about it for the past six months, past year, but they've not even shot a video. They just talk about it. And, uh, you know, you, you are a testimony of initiative that you decided that I'm going to use the resources around me and just use my voice to to start something and uh, that in itself I would, I would say is 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 quite noble so yeah um you you're doing a great job Kushu. Yeah. um thank you so much and Watching if that. you just allow me to give you a story um working with Salama Minds so I am the CEO and I work in tandem with my mom, who's the COO. And one of her duties is to speak to parents or guardians of minors who want to go through therapy. Because in Kenya, you must have permission um, from a guardian or a parent if you are a minor to undergo therapy. And so there was this... Um, boy and he's he was a minor obviously so my mom had to call his dad to ask for permission because they need like the dad needed to sign a document and he told my mom he's from the Indian community if I'm not wrong and he told my mom he asked my mom what do you think the parents of the girl that my son is going to marry in the future will think if they know he's going for therapy, they're gonna call him crazy. And I was just shocked because I was like, hmm? all right. And he refused for his son to go through therapy. And that just like, it's so crazy how stigmatized mental health is in the African communities. Because that is just outrageous, like, you know, like, and how our parents or especially people from the African and Indian communities have learned to associate mental health with being crazy. Like, why are we doing that? Your or, brain it or is weak. Go ahead. Or weak. That's that's just something else that also comes up a lot. Um with being weak um yeah you're weak and my thing is like 
through this civilization, we have forgotten what it is to be human. The media and everything around us. I feel like people have lost touch of who they are as a human being. Human beings are not perfect. We're allowed to have and feel emotions. You're allowed. And I think a really important thing that Yuri, you brought up was having self-awareness. As young men and women here right now, we are going to get into relationships. And when you start, um, let's say, being non-challenged, you're not going to realize it. Or you, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say is, for example, if we get into a relationship, the way you behave, you, you're going to have to understand the way you behave, right? And that's where self-awareness comes from. Why am I reacting in this certain specific situation? What is causing or what has caused me to react this way? Why am I being non-challenged to my partner? Why am I blaming his or her reaction to my reaction? And I feel like that is so important to understanding how you as an individual function. Because however humans came to be, we were all made different. Yes, we have our similarities, but one person's strength is another person's weakness and vice versa. So I feel like, especially when it comes to mental health, knowing and being self-aware of what is causing you to, to react a certain way is so important because you learn more about yourself. You learn about how you're going to tackle different situations in your life. And this association and stigma towards being crazy if you want to go for therapy, it's about time it needs to stop. And I feel like that is my main, main goal with Salama Minds. Like, I'm trying to, I rev, like, it has to be a revolution. It has to be something big. Because I feel like everybody needs therapy. Every single person. Not, you cannot, you don't necessarily need to be experiencing severe anxiety. You can just be having a bad day and you just want to go and sit and talk about it. I think life, life in Africa is, it's tough, man. Like we need, you know, I think one thing that perhaps was a key hallmark of say Asian and African communities, which which over time as I've interacted with a lot more people of, um, let's say European or, you know, American descent, one thing that they don't have that we tend to keep very close and core to who we are is community. And I've started to notice that as, as our societies become increasingly westernized, we are also starting to pick up on that thing of individualism. So my my career, my business, my goals, my ambitions. And, you know, when we stray further away from the our side of things, like our community, our dreams, our children, our um, our institutions, our schools, our, you know, and social media and 
tech has not helped at all, especially with our generation who are what they call digital natives, right? We grew up around TVs and now phones. Um, and so now by the time we're young adults, you know, a lot of our teenage lives, you, you were around this kind of stuff. An interesting thing that I saw was, you know, this, this concept of the theater of life and what this person, I can't remember where, where I was reading or, or hearing this from, but um, it was an interesting reflection on how, how we have changed as social animals over time. Maybe more so in the West, but I think even here, it's, it's, it's starting to happen. And the example that was used was going to a coffee shop and how, you know, when you go out for, let's say, coffee or something, and, you know, maybe you go alone or maybe you go with other people, but when you go out into a social space, there's, there's a character that you become, right? It's just human nature. I mean, you're outside and, you know, you, you want to look good, um, you know, dress nicely like Kushbu is dressed nicely. You know, you put me, you know, you, 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 you do the thing. Yourself. You do the thing. And, and that's a character that we, we play, right? You meet people, hey, how's it going? That's a character that you play. But back in those days, you knew that once you're done being outside and being in that like community space and whatever, like you can come back and like get back to your old self or whoever you are internally. Maybe you're more reserved. You want to like just sit on the couch. You take off that character thing and put it aside because you know it's just a character. And what, what this person was saying was that with the advent of social media, for example, we are always playing a character, you know. It's like we, the, the lines are being blurred between who you are online and who you want people to perceive you as versus who you really are. And that identity kind of dysmorphia is really affecting a lot of young people where you know, we're a lot more sensitive to things like words, um, what people think of us. Did they like, comment, or share on my thing? Do they approve of um, this business I'm building? Hey, no one listened to our last episodes. Uh, maybe this podcast isn't for us. Or oh, maybe they don't like, you know, we start to get so maniacal about these things because for us, it's like a constant role-playing thing we're doing and not really being our authentic selves. And so I, I do believe that now more than ever, we, we need to go back to our roots. We need to go back to that community thing of, let me hang out with a group of people and walk through life with a group of people and you know talk to those people and open up to those people. Um, let me go out to real social spaces and events and uh, you know get off my phone a lot more and most importantly, when I feel down or I feel like things aren't aligning, can I look for help? So I think now more than ever, we need that help because we're too busy doing role play from the comfort of our phones. I think, I don't know, someone is going to do a study when we're like 60 and they've been tracking someone's life and just like we'll give a bunch of stats and data on just how these things we call our phones and this whole thing of social media has just been like messing with us. 
and maybe the difference between someone who didn't go for therapy and get help versus someone who did i think i think someone is going to do that study one day and i truly believe that the results will be shocking but um yeah anyway you know you bring out a very interesting point and yeah. i think there's a connection i'm trying to make out of what you're saying about individualism i was listening to a video and this guy is from italy and he was talking about how like people in north america or in western countries there's a reason that. they're they're so sad yeah. yeah and it's because it's just mine everything is mine individualism is what is what's the word is what they promote and you'll go to see when it comes to like africa and asia it's a bit more societal so even something like mental health is not something that is really given a lot of is not prominent if that makes sense and also another thing i was thinking about is the history of western countries like they slaved people so it's there's a reason like we are not happy in this place even though we come here for university and all the opportunities the history of this country just makes people be sad they did yeah. terrible things to the rest of the world to africans to people of color so i'm what do you, not what, so- what do you think they feel when they come here I think they're more happier. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you think they're guilty? They're always coming for they're always coming for our resources for holiday. They come, they buy houses. It's cuz they know that we are more secure than their countries. They feel happier. I don't know. That's actually a very good question, but I sincerely think that the history of these western countries just make people sad and once they noticed that is when mental health started becoming a thing and that's why it's like very prominent and talked about in western countries but in like africa my my grandmother as i mentioned i'm a fourth generation kenyan so like my grandparents came from uganda what my great grandmother was born in uganda my grandmother was born in Kisumu if i'm not wrong and like she tells me the stories about how like she used to they used to be given dollies and inside the dollies they had batteries and they used to have to go and give it to the mau mau guys and they just used to work together you know and maybe that is why we don't really see mental health as a big thing in africa or asia maybe i don't know but that's a, a connection i've been trying to make yeah, yeah some someone needs to sit down and do a study on w- what's the connection between previous injustices um culture the history of a land history. yeah I, i think it plays a a, a big part because for example these these elements of um from from what i know of of african 
societal norms that's in constant conflict with our more colonized and modern side of things where it's like your grandparents will tell you about how you used to do things and this is what we must do this is what we must and then there's that conflict between oh you know but but as a more westernized person you know i want to be a career person you know i want to do this me 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 um yeah I, i think I think we just need to sit and do a bit of reflecting and, and figure out as as Africa 2.0 as we as we get to the next stage of things what do we want to keep what do we want to keep about our traditions um, and also what what do we want to leave behind because I don't think therapy and whatever was a it wasn't a thing because you know that that's also a luxury thing where it's like if someone is fighting for their day-to-day sustenance you know are you really thinking about i had a bad day so let me let me talk to a counselor it's like no you had a bad day you you go talk to your friends you know um or you or, or you seek advice from your elders you know so i think i think we did have those systems in place we just didn't call it therapy per se as we become more individualistic, now we need to look for it. Instead of from our community, now it's like, okay, I need a like place to go. But anyway, hopefully you'll keep educating us. Clearly, you know, it's something we have so many questions um, about, so many blind spots, so many things to consider. And I really hope with your work, you know, you keep on roping us all in on the conversation because these, these are conversations that like we have no answers for them man like we're not sh- we're not sure we don't know so hopefully as as salama minds grows you, you'll keep us in the loop and you'll keep educating and keep equipping because that's what we need kushibu we are reaching the end point of this conversation and we have a little segment at the end um, called the Founders Wrap-Up, which Boniface will lead us into. But it's basically just a round table. We'll all answer one question. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up after that. Yeah, sure thing. So hope you have an interesting question up your sleeve, Kushbu, because you are going to be asking Sean a question. Sean is going to be asking me a question. And I guess who I'll be asking a question to? I'll be asking Yuri a question, and then Yuri will ask Kushbu a question. Right. So I can start with like like any question. Sean, you go first. Any question or so. Sean, go I'm first. Asking, I'm asking you. Okay. Oh, um, snap. Yeah. And then I'm asking Yuri, Yuri to Kushbu, and then Kushbu will finish it off to yeah. you. Yeah. It, gun to your head. You have to write a book. And, you know, this is, this is how you'll make your living for the next couple of years, just writing books. Gun, gun to your head, uh, perpetual gun to your head. Um, what will your first book be about? Like you have to start writing ASAP, like now, now. You know, I actually started writing a book in high school. 
okay, Uba it was Jima. called. It was called. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, hey, don't play. <laughs> don't play with this guy, man. My, my life could have taken a completely different trajectory had I just taken one less subject than I did. I was doing eight subjects in high school. But yeah, it was called The Village Outcast. And it got to my head, I'd pick that book back up. Like the first chapter, I did the first chapter, guys. And basically it was about this boy who was like in the house. Yeah, it was like a young boy. And then like the, there's a group of other boys who are going to be initi- initiated at like the river, thingy, forest, whatever. And he really wanted to go, but his mom wouldn't let him go because like he wasn't of age and like he wasn't supposed to see what was going on over there. And so he snuck out and made his way to like watch the initiation. And then he got lost on his way back. So chapter two was going into like these boys rallying around um, the mother and the family and like their first mission as the newly initiated group of the community was to look for this boy. So yeah, that was what I was building into chapter two. I'd read that. (laughs) Yeah. Village outcast. I still have it in like my docs. It's just there. It's waiting for the right time. It's waiting for that gun to my head. Um. There's no right time. There is no right time. The time is now. Because <laughs> God forbid, if you were to die well, tomorrow, God forbid, not convinced. We don't have one chapter. To die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what that are you chapter, waiting for? You sell that chapter, bro. That's my IP right there. <laughs> yeah, maybe once we make a couple of millions from this podcast, you know, done a couple of degrees, you know, built a bit more credibility in this world. Because now. I feel like I'll need the clouds to sell the book. So I don't mind like chilling like five more years. I, I think, but be writing yeah. it in the meantime. Mm. So yeah. I look into that. Um, Dude, yeah, my question to Yuri. To book. <laughs> <laughs> my question to Yuri. Um I was doing this reflection exercise with, with a friend of mine earlier this week. And one of the questions that we asked each other was, what about the past month are you most proud of? So that's my question to you, Yuri. What about the past month of April are you most proud of? And you can't talk about the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, come on. I I think uh, I'm 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 very happy um, for the new deck that I received. So Kushbu, something that um, I don't previously mentioned to you is that I'm I'm a DJ. So yeah, I I have a very interesting taste for music, and I had. Okay, I've packed it. It's in my suitcase, but I have shown you. I had previously a DJ deck that I inherited from my brother that had, you know, was pretty, pretty old. And I wasn't able to record my mixes for quite some time. 
And it was hurting me because I had quite a few interesting playlists and songs that I really want to, you know, put out there so people could, you know, I could keep growing my brand and everything. But I, I was hitting a wall. But very recently, I got a new deck and I've, I know, I've, I've been, it's like a child who's just had a birthday present. I am enjoying myself every single moment that I have to, you know, at least step back and release what I had been, you know, archiving for quite some time. So, yeah, I think that's something that I'm really, really, really happy about. Yeah, yeah. My, my... Yeah. He's a little baby fan. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to Lil Baby. Lil Baby. Oh, I do listen to Lil Baby. The you other two, you're you're just why are you just showing us your teeth? If you don't listen, you no, say you don't listen. <laughs> Omina Omina listens to Roomba. Um okay. listens <laughs> to um Afro house type of music. So like Prince KB. Uh, you know, the gospel. Sean yeah. loves his gospel music as and well. His gospel music. Uh, Omina is old people music, but we accept wow. him as he is. <laughs> but yeah, it brings us finally to the last question, and I'll be asking you, Bishbo. Um, something that I noticed uh, at you, uh, behind you is, I think, is it a picture or a painting? It's an it's very interesting art, and I have a very interesting eye for art. Um, could you share with us what that art is all about, and does it mean something to you? Are you interested in art? Um, yeah, it's it's really dark, but that is Marilyn Monroe. Exactly, I have a T-shirt, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. And <laughs> funny enough. She's holding a bottle of perfume, but I thought when I initially saw it, I thought it was alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is me putting myself, okay. But there's a little backstory. So last year, when I first came to Canada, I was in the trenches, the trenches to be specific. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I was just going through like a very bad depressive state and I started drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I used to drink alcohol for like a month straight, like every single day. And I don't know. I just resonate. Like I just looked at this picture and I think I'm a beautiful person. I may not be like the prettiest, but I think I'm very pretty. And I think she's also very beautiful. And just looking at her, like holding the bottle of alcohol, just I saw myself in that state. Like with all her imperfections, she's still beautiful. And yeah, yeah. That's that's the story. Yeah, that's, that's it's it's a little bit deep, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a very it's a very beautiful picture. I I really like it. Thank you. It's my turn to ask Sean. Yeah. Who Don't go you? easy on him, please. I will not. Who are you outside of the boardroom banter, outside your school, outside everything? Who are you? Yeah, that's deep, man. 
Fish, but Talk I, about I the quit, eggs, bro. Take, take my job. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What? Uh, who am I? I think I'm. I'm very introspective. <clears throat> I want to know a flaw about you. Like I want to know, like one of your flaws. <laughs> what you would say is your flaw. I got a grown man. Thank you, God damn it. In... <laughs> Kushmo, we need you on this podcast every week. Just for just I for you to take you. care of Sean, man. I tell you, man. Um I think a, a, a flaw might be. Mm. You know it. You're 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 thinking about how you want to say it, but you know it. The minute I asked I asked the question, it came to your head. Say it. Who told you it came to my head? Um, Listen, I'm good at reading people. I need you. I have read all of you. Okay. <laughs> so never inviting Kushba again. <laughs> okay, so uh, I've thought about it. Uh I I think. I think I'm I'm easily prone to self sabotage packaged as strategy. Okay. You need to you need to expand on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's too sweet. Yeah. You know You know one of the things that um a byproduct of being highly ambitious and and doing the most is that the downsides of it can be a bit a bit tough so sometimes i might not want to put myself at too much risk and you know package that avoidance as risk management you know um but also sometimes it's just instinctive like i'll i'll avoid you know certain conversations or getting into certain spaces or or putting myself out there too much um yeah just just as a protective like you know i'd i'd rather it doesn't happen than it happens and it doesn't go well so so i think that's something that um you know i'm comfortable saying it's a flaw because awareness of a flaw means that that i am conscious when it happens and i do my best to counteract it so in as it's something that does happen i think so- you're lying to yourself that you counteract it you actually don't you do. you make yourself think that Wait. oh i know what i'm doing and that's your way of counteracting it you don't actually counteract it I I do actually um I I think the way I do that is is by just doing things that matter so much that I can't stand to sabotage you get the, that's I just put myself in a place where it's like right this is this is too good to mess up mm-hmm. and and then that's how I won't um 
sabotage. But if 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 it's low hanging fruit, small things that are just not consequential to you know my my dreams and whatever, you know those are easy to brush aside and just you know so so that happens. But you see why I say it's packaged as strategies because in hindsight, when the things that work work. The other things that didn't, it doesn't matter that they didn't, you know, so it looks like strategy. Um, when in fact, there was a bit of protectionist measures and and slight sabotage that happened. Uh, but those are only things that, you know, you can see from the inside. I mean, you wouldn't know it's happening. But... You know, you're talking about it in terms of a very professional context. You're not talking about yeah. it in terms of your friendships and your relationships. No, it, doesn't, is, um, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen much in in those. Guys, are you hearing him? Kushbu <laughs> is on a mission, bro. Like, no, it, it doesn't happen too much. In this those. is on he's, record. He's thrown under this the bus. <laughs> Officially, when it was a train event. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I love I love my people, so yeah. And I cherish relationships. So um yeah, in that regard, I think I'm I'm good. It, it's more of a professional thing that it tends to happen in those settings. But but again, whatever it's only something say, that like whatever you say, Sean, <laughs> you're on record. <laughs> Terrible question to ask on this podcast, man. Like, yeah, we're not having you back on here for a while i'll need to have thought of all the questions you'd ask or maybe yuri you you, you'll ask yuri next anyway i was born prepared i have a whole (laughs) except to 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 release when it comes to these questions i am ready (laughs) awesome ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the end of today's episode Kushbu tried to throw me under the train. Um, you know, we talked mental health, we talked society, we talked um, just how our backgrounds and influences really affect how we think about mental health and, and how we deal with receiving or giving help. Guys, this has been a fantastic episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Kushbu Kotak joining us all the way from the international realms like this is a diaspora call right now she's missing home but she made time to make it into the boardroom with us kushbu thank you so much for your time myself sean karanja mr yuri Corret, and boniface omina want to give you a big 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 shout out and thank you you're doing awesome work and yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping we'll be keeping close tabs on what you're up to. And if we can support, however we can support, we'd we'd be happy to. Maybe you could let our followers know like where can they find you, where can they plug into the work that you're doing? Maybe someone who's listening needs some help. Um, first you have to promise them that you guys don't ask like incriminating questions and like put people on the spot <laughs> but where, where can we find you if, if, if we need some help or we just want to see the work that you're up to and give you some support um i promise we we don't ask such questions so please don't be afraid um to 
learn about Salama Mines. So currently there's a lot going on. We have a website, a multifunctional website that is um, being developed. Um, you have, we're on Instagram, that is where we're most active on. However, we're at a standstill currently as we're working on uh, our social media. However, if you do need to get therapy, please sign up on our Instagram. We have a link in our bio. And I think it would be really nice for me to mention that currently for the last two years, we have funded for 60 youth, Kenyan youth. Um, we have raised about 450 to 500,000 Kenyan shillings, which has gone into funding for youth therapy. And Salama Minds, our main aim is to provide affordable and accessible therapy to those between 11 to 22, no matter your socioeconomic background. So however, whatever social status, you come from or wherever whatever yeah social status you have or come from it doesn't matter because our goal is to eradicate the stigma around mental health and we have really really good doctors from around kenya dr nelly kitazi who works with the un she's one of our doctors dr sonia dr linda dr diambo um, Dr. Daisy, amongst others. We have worked with Mental360 previously. So, yeah, we have big things coming and thank you for all your support. And thank you for having me today. I am waiting to come back. Yeah, I'm going to lobby against that, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we... Real... On it the real, it's you. been awesome. Yeah. No, Sean, I'm gonna find you on the streets, yeah, in Nairobi, yeah. and hit, then hit we're gonna fight. We're gonna hit fight. Me up. Hit me we're up. We're going to fight. Do you understand? We, we need to unpack that, Kushbu. Why? Why do you wanna fight people? On the, like, what's that about, Kushbu? Let's maybe, expand maybe, on that. Let's expand <laughs> on that. <laughs> it is me removing my my energy somewhere. I like to fight. No, that's that's a lie. That's a hey, lie. Yo. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're on record. You're on, You're record. on record right now. <laughs> but I feel I feel it's it's such a it's such a Kenyan thing that we say among rest of groups. Like and if you even translate it like Niki Kupata, like you know, you know we'll yeah, fight. Yeah, Niki Kupata you know, <laughs> it's, it's such a it's Don't such a thing you. that we say among ourselves. <laughs> even you you said there's a TikTok um video that was this guy he was like kenyans are not kenyans without saying trust you me am i trusting you am i trusting me I, I, I remember yeah. i just said it when we were in, in like when we started the recording and i was like i remember it then i just started smiling like dude you i can't get away that. from this kenyan <laughs> accent <laughs> we love it thank you so much again kushbu as we head out i want to wish all my listeners a fantastic weekend ahead Thank you so much for tuning in to another Founders Friday episode. Today's founder in studio was Kushbu Kotak, CEO at Salama Minds. She's championing mental well. Men hey, gay. Bonifaz. 
she's championing mental health and wellness. Guys, plug in where you can go out and show us some love. As for the rest of you guys who have made it this far, thank you so much. You guys have been our super fans. We've crossed over 100 episodes. And yeah, this is a season for just doing the most. So give us a like, give us uh, a review, share the podcast wherever you can with whoever you can. And above all, keep on being yourselves, keep on being awesome. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Thank you.